You're listening to the Rod Langway Fan Club. And welcome to the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast. It's mid-season, everybody. I am your host, Jeff Rollman. Thanks for tuning in. I'm with my co-host, John Snowden. Hello, everybody. It is nice to not have to carry so much of a load. We've got our trusty other co-host back, Mark Jagnita. Yeah, just freshly activated off the IR, and I'm ready to rock and or roll. Actually, not both. Probably too soon for that. We've got a fantastic show planned for you guys. Yes, uh, it's been a tough several weeks here trying to get the studio back together after that malicious attack perpetrated by the Brad Park Appreciation Society against this podcast here. Yeah, those guys are just so jealous. So, well, that might have been Brad Park related. Well, it's as not well. all back together just yet, but <laughs> chair is <laughs> you know, falling apart here. That's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Let's keep it going. And we've got another exciting show planned for you guys. Yeah, we're going to uh, hand out the mid-season mustaches. It's a bit of a tradition here at the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast. And speaking of traditions, we're going to reach deep into that mailbag and see what everyone's got on their minds. But first, we're going to look at some of the highs and some of the lows at the halfway point. High five! <laughs> and thank you to my second favorite Kazakh, Borat. Well, who's your favorite Kazakh? Well, my favorite would be Nick Antropov. Former Toronto Maple Leaf. Of oh, course. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this segment, we're going to talk about the five best teams in the NHL at the midway point and the five worst teams at the midway point in, in a segment we're calling High Five and Low Five. I think we should start from a high point. Yeah, let's start at the top, shall we? Well, we have to begin with the Washington Capitals. Yes, once again at the top of the league. I'm still blown away by John Carlson and the pace that he's on. Is He's fallen off a little bit from the quarter point, but he's still just killing it. Yeah, I mean, he's on pace for 100 points. Yeah, which is which is unbelievable. I mean, already breaking 50 points is pretty crazy at this point in the season for a defenseman. And Alexander Ovechkin. The ageless one. Yeah, it could be another 50-goal year for him. Probably some concerns in net. I know Braden Holpe was playing a little bit better, but he seems to have been in a funk recently. Yeah, he just seems to do this in the regular season. He's just really inconsistent he'll he'll look like he's a barely an nhl caliber goalie but then he'll bounce back with a you know a, a nice affirming victory but it just it's not been great and what do you think of the youngster um sam sonoff well he's the future in the crease uh holtby's unrestricted at the end of the year so they definitely want to give him a look and he's been pretty good in limited action so far yeah he has filled in when needed um how about center position how's it going there in washington well they've still got backstrom and kuznetsov and uh, they're coming at about a point a game, so they've been doing pretty that's well. That's pretty good for a one-two yeah, it's, punch. It's yeah. no Malkin Crosby, it's no Dreisaitl McDavid, but that's got to be one of the best one-two punches down the middle. Yes, yeah, nothing, nothing. And nice there. contributions from uh, Jacob Verana and, of course, big uh, Tommy Wilson. Yeah, I mean, they do have some nice depth guys in there, so I expect that Washington will continue along these lines for most of the season. Yeah, I think they'll be in the conversation for the President's Trophy. Absolutely. Yeah, and cup contention. Yes, I would say. Next, we have the Boston Bruins. And the big story out of Beantown would have to be David Pasternak, Pasta, who's on pace for 60 goals right now. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it's just Fusili, how many goals he's been scoring recently. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's been incredible. And how about Patrice Bergeron? I mean, he seems to be like a fine wine. He just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, I mean, what's he, point per game or so, right? And for a shutdown guy to be able to do that, that's huge for a team like that. Well, I remember the start of the year, there were concerns about his health, but uh, he seemed to push those concerns to the side. He's right back to his usual form. And Brad Marchand, again, having an excellent season. Now, he's not going to be playing in the All-Star game, 
Um, but he's been doing great. He's been doing just like he was doing last year. Uh, it's a bit weird that he's not invited to the All-Star game. Do you think it has anything to do with uh, just the way he is as a human? You mean his winning personality? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Perhaps, perhaps. They've got a, They've been a little bit banged up right now. Uh, yes. David Krejci, um, Krug is out, McAvoy is out. It doesn't sound like any of these are long-term injuries, but we'll see how that affects them. It's going to test their depth, but uh, maybe get some minutes for some of the other guys. That could end up being a, a blessing in disguise come playoff time. Yeah. And the Bruins playing uh, great team defense and excellent goaltending. I mean, the goaltending has probably been one of the best things about the team. I mean, Rask has been unbelievable, um, again. And uh, obviously having Halak back there is always a huge help. You can fall back on him if need be. Uh, they haven't needed to, but he's filled in nicely when called upon. Yeah, it's the winning formula from last year. No sense breaking it. And how about the Stanley Cup champions? They're looking even better right now. The St. Louis Blues. Yeah, I, I'm really surprised. I thought there'd be a bit of a cup hangover. Um, and they're not like a powerhouse stacked team. And then when Tarasenko went down, I was like, oh boy, this could get ugly. But no, they're they're right up there still. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of amazing when David Perron is your top scorer. And like you said, missing Tarasenko. I mean, it's got to be a testament to the coaching of Craig Berube. He's really got these guys playing tough hockey. They are hard to play against in a tough division. Oh, yeah, great team. Yeah, Berube's got them um, scared stiff. Uh, I can't get over David Perron. He's another veteran player who's yeah. actually gotten better. Yeah. And what about, uh, you know, Shen, Schwartz, Ryan O'Reilly? I mean, they've all been decent, but I mean, not I spectacular. Better than, better than decent. They're doing what they're supposed to do. You know, they're good, solid 200-foot hockey players that never leave you wanting more. They give it all when they're out there. Yeah, and I mean, the decor, if it is Petrangelo's last year there, um, he is really making himself a valuable commodity on the free market. And the, I know the offensive numbers don't jump out of this page, uh, but uh, Justin Falk adding another top four defender to a Stanley Cup team, that's, that's also an underrated uh, aspect of their rise, I think. And their goaltending has been solid. I mean, I, there was a lot of question marks coming into this season with Jordan Binnington and could he repeat it? And he's done that. Yep. And Jake Allen, in yep. the limited role, has played very well. Yeah, maybe he's just better suited as a backup, as a solid backup. But he certainly is this season. I think he's more so looking towards the future and trying to show he's still a number one. And, you know, whenever he's out there, he wants to give it his best. And it's been working on a good team and a good decor. And at number four, this is a team that we talked a lot about in our first quarter show and we were wondering if they were for real or not but is the new york islanders i don't understand i i every time i look at the standings and see them at the top i just get confused yeah but i mean it's the same old formula it's just been working for them worked for them last year it's working for them again this year barry trotz mitch corn solid team defense scoring by committee great goaltending yes uh thomas grice has been great and varlamov's been pretty good as well yeah yeah. Um, what What do we think about their forwards? I mean, is there anything special there? Anything that Nothing pops out at you? special. Not well, you know, really. look at Anders Lee, their captain. He's actually having a bit of a down year. You'd think, you know, if their captain's not bringing it, then they'd be in trouble. But they, despite that, they just have this scoring by committee. You know, you got guys like um, Beauvillier, he's been solid. Obviously, Barzell's a threat when he's whenever he's out there. But I, I don't know, I'm baffled. Yeah, nobody lighting it on fire, but just getting the job done. Yes. Yep. And next at number five, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is a team that's been decimated with injuries, and they still keep doing it. Yeah, they've had no Crosby for most of the year. Latang's been banged up. Dumoulin has missed most of the year. And Matt Murray lost his job. And yet, they are still one of the best, best teams in the league. Yeah, at number five. If you had told me that at the start of the year, I'd have them out of the playoffs for sure. It is incredible. And it, I mean, again, 
we gotta we gotta give a nod to Mike Sullivan and the job he's been able to do with the cast of characters he's got there. Yeah, Tristan Jari has just been lights out. He's stolen the job there. He yeah. really has, and I think it's just the overall commitment to team defense. Forwards are coming back and helping out. They're playing as a five-man unit, and well, you have Gunny Malkin as he always does when Crosby's out. Has been superhuman. Yeah, and oh, I mean Gensel, Gensel also unbelievable. Their leading score, but now. Unfortunately, he has gone down with injury, and we'll see how they handle this one. Hopefully, they get Crosby back in time to oh, mitigate that disaster. To but, lose well. Jake Getzel, maybe they are cursed. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. This might not be their year, but they're going to go down fighting for sure. And you look at uh, Rusty. Yeah, Rusty, point per game. I mean, who would have thought that? Brian Rust, what a guy. Character guy, too. That's the thing. I mean, I think the team just has a lot of character, and that's why they're able to, able to overcome this kind of adversity this point of the season. I think one other name we got to mention, no one really talks about him, is this John Marino kid, a yes. defenseman they got out of college. He's been an absolute revelation on the blue line. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's really solidified the back end, especially with all the injuries. Yeah, he's really stepped up when needed for sure. Yeah. So those are the top five teams as of right now. Um, are there any teams that you think could make their way into the top five? Well, yeah, a couple jump out of the page. Uh, the first one has to be my Stanley Cup pick. I'm not giving up on them. Tampa Bay Lightning. Pretty rough start to the year. Yes, They've looked yeah. a little better recently. They have looked better. You look at that team on paper, though, and you got to think they're going to be there when it's all said and done. Yeah, their their play hasn't inspired a ton of confidence. As you say, they're better. But it seems like, you know, they take a step forward, and then they kind of hang out, and then they lose a couple. They haven't really gone on that run yet, and it is midseason. So it is time to start questioning whether or not they are the same team from last year. Are there the ghosts of last year's playoff exit still haunting them, perhaps? Yes. They nope. might need to tighten up defensively and maybe one more piece on the blue line, a shutdown defender, maybe. Yeah. Vasilevsky in net hasn't been quite as good as last no, year. No, not at all, no. Vesna Trophy guy has, has not been himself as much of the team as not either. Yeah, they, they did the right thing bringing in Curtis McElhinney, you know, a good solid veteran to make sure Vasilevsky's not overplayed. I really thought that would be the formula for them in the crease, but it hasn't been no, so far. No, no, it has not worked out well at all. Um, anybody else we're thinking? Well, we've got to talk about the Carolina Hurricanes, I would think. Sure. Yeah, I mean, they went to the conference finals last year, and they picked up right where they left off. Yeah, they're an exciting team to watch. And, you know, very talented, fast, lots of finesse, can score goals. Um, I expect them to be good, and, you know, they're going to be in contention for a deep playoff run, I would say. Yeah, the, the headliners for them, obviously, are Aho and Spechnikov has been a real breakout player in year two. But I think it's just the overall depth up and down the lineup. A lot of guys can pitch in offense. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was so big when, big when they brought in Halla, Eric Halla. Absolutely. And Ryan Dezingle as well, as yeah. if they needed it. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to mention Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, He's been year. one of the best defensemen in the league so far. Finally, we're living up to the billing of being that blue chip prospect on D on his third NHL team. Yeah. Yeah. Still some question marks in net. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. And what about the Colorado Avalanche? Colorado Avalanche I mean, we yeah. were talking a lot about them in preseason. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they've had a pretty strong first half. Uh, they've also had some injuries. Some Nico Rantanen missed big some big injuries. times. Big injuries. Yeah, Rantanen, Landeskog, Makar, they've had some big contributors out of the lineup, but uh, if this is what they're doing banged up, imagine what they're going to do when the whole thing is smoothly working. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they won on a huge tear. Yes, I wouldn't be surprised if they even won the President's Trophy. I mean, this could easily happen. Um, yeah, big time contenders. I would expect them to be at the top of the league near the end. Yeah. yeah. Well, high five to uh, all those teams at the top. But for some of the teams at the bottom, it's not so rosy. So maybe we'll give it a low five Yes. Uh, to some teams. 
Uh, where should we start with the low five? Well, let's go solo that my hand is grazing across the floor for bits of dust and sand, and that's the uh, Detroit Red Wings, who have just been absolutely abysmal. Oh, yes. <sighs> I mean, what do you want to say? But I mean, this was part of the plan. I think we have to acknowledge that, that they are tanking, and they're doing a fine job of that. Yes, I'm sure Stevie Y is doing lots of homework about who he's going to choose first overall. Yeah. Sure, I mean, it's been one of the great tanks of all time, if that's the way you want to look at it. Uh, they're almost at minus 70 in goal differential at this point. I mean, this is this has got to be, like, close to record pace. Yes, it is It is quite <laughs> Yes, shocking. I believe in the salary cap era, they're going to give it a run. Yes, uh, bad, bad news. But, I mean, they're, they're going to get a lot of good players. Yes. And they're going to develop them, and they're going to take their time. We've talked about Anthony Mantha before. I really like Anthony sure. Mantha. It's a shame that he's been hurt. Yes. I yeah, mean, he but was he easily be their back. best player. Yeah, he'll be back, and he was one of the bright spots there and yeah he's out so. and they do have a pretty good uh, prospect pool sure in Detroit um, how about the New Jersey Devils now this is a team that started yeah. the season with some reasonable expectations and they haven't met any of yes them. very very disappointing I mean it really couldn't have gone any worse for them um, you know their their former MVP Taylor Hall shipped out before midseason yes huge trade he ends up in the uh, Arizona Coyotes yes uh, so awful I mean PK Subban their huge acquisition in the offseason uh, he may as well be gone I think he's got uh, he's got under 10 points or he's got right eight, around 10 points eight points or eight something points like that. as of airing I, I believe so which is just At the halfway point that's incredible absolutely unbelievable for a guy who's put up 60 points a well, there are two theories career. out there right one is that he's just not fully recovered from the uh, sports hernia from last year the other one is he's married and he's just not that focused on hockey anymore yeah who knows yes he's got his own TV show for a little bit yeah. there he always too, seems yep, to have yep. lots on the go he, he does. He does. He's, he's come under fire that for a few, time, a few times in his career. Uh, Corey Schneider, one time was a pretty good goaltender when he was in Vancouver. Played himself right out of the league. Yep. <laughs> out of the league. Uh, Wayne Simmons was another free agent signing. I know it was only a one-year deal, but he has not played up to par. Not at all. Not at all. That were, doesn't surprise me. No, but they, I mean, they were hoping to get him to pitch in on that that power play that everyone was talking mm. about was going to be great with Subban and Hall and Heischer and Hughes. And Simmons in front of the net, and, I mean, they couldn't have gone worse as well. Yeah, the number ones with uh, Heischer and Hughes, they haven't been great. No. I mean, they're still young. They still have lots of potential, but yeah. just not this season. And all of this led to the coach being fired. Yes. Yeah. So that's that. There's always <laughs> next year, guys. Yeah, always next year. Yeah, not their year. One of the biggest surprises for me um, is the San Jose Sharks. Wow, yeah. have they been bad. Yes, they have been Yeah, it's awful. a toothless shark just floating around the ocean waiting to die at this point, I think. Yeah, I mean... What happened? Well, it, I mean, there's one issue that really jumps out at you, and I think it's obvious if that's the goaltending. Ugh. The goaltending has been absolutely atrocious. It's been bad for years, yes. but now they don't have the team to hide yeah, it as much, you know? That's right, that's right. Yeah, here they went and they spent all that money on Eric Carlson. Maybe they should have gotten Bobrovsky. Yeah, yeah Carlson yeah. was not the guy. They already had the dynamic offensive guy in Burns back there. He's, I mean, Carlson's a good player. He's not what he used to be, but he just wasn't what they needed. Yeah, and I mean, to sign him to a long-term deal, I think at this point in that team's trajectory is not the right thing to do. I mean, they were a team who's kind of, I thought, on the downslope, and, you, you know, you don't sign a guy like that at that point. And some of their young guys that I think they were really hoping would step up, um, Kevin LeBanc, Timo yeah. Meyer, and, and Hurdle's been all right, but they just haven't played well enough. Yeah, they guys. haven't been able to fill the shoes. I mean, losing Pavelski, I think, cannot be overstated how big of an impact that has. He was their heart and soul. He was their captain. He played in every situation. I think losing him was a huge blow. 
with that having been said, I think they made the right call because it looks like he doesn't have much left from what I've seen from him in the Dallas Star uniform. But uh, yeah, it's more of the locker room presence maybe. Although they do have veterans like Marlowe and Thornton still. They yeah, you know, players, I love yeah. Joe Thornton, but one goal in 41 games, yeah. ouch. Yeah, he probably should have hung it up. Yeah, it was probably time for him to I mean, the worst thing about this is they don't even have their first-round pick next year. <sighs> which is hurting. Yeah, and they desperately need to start reloading. Yeah. Yeah. I really admire their general manager, Doug Wilson. I think he's done an excellent job. He's been there forever, but wow. He's got a tall task. Yes. yes. Yeah. He won't be there to, for the rebuild. I think this could be his last year as GM. Oh, we'll see. We will we'll see. see. Yeah. What about um, staying in California, the Anaheim Ducks? I mean, they're a bit ho-hum. I, mean, I don't think anybody's surprised that they're this. No, it's a team that's, you know, they're starting to rebuild. Um, they've got a nice piece in John Gibson as a, one of the best young yeah. goalies yes. in the league. That's the one of the great things they've got going. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, Jakob Silverberg leading the team in scoring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, a good, he's a great player. He is a good player. But, I mean, come on. Yeah, you need, you need a bit um, more. What do we think of the, the young players? Uh, Troy Terry, Sam Steele, Max Comtois, and Max Jones? I think that there's some nice names there and some good talent. I, I would say that, you know, is there that sort of game-breaking blue-chip prospect that's going to be an elite score? Yeah. Maybe not, uh, but all solid players. Yeah, I don't see any of those guys being the new franchise leader. You know, once Getzlaff is gone, they're going to need that that dynamic forward who kind of leads the charge, and I just don't see one of those guys being that guy. Yeah, yeah. they're still young. They're still, young. They're still one, young. One of those guys could pan out. Yep, and there's room to grow for sure. How about the Ottawa Senators? This team is actually a little bit better than I thought they were going to be. Yeah, I think most people had them at the bottom of the league. Yeah, which isn't saying much. I mean, they're still near the bottom, but they're not at the bottom. Not I thought the they'd bottom. be there with Detroit in the Lafreniere sweepstakes, but yeah, they're they're comfortably ahead of the Detroit Red Wing pace anyway. Yeah, for sure. There, I mean, Anthony there's some Duclair. Yeah, Anthony Duclair looks like he's finally found a home. Yes. Yeah, it's been working out very well for him, and uh, well. Jean-Gabriel Pajot, holy yeah, moly, what a year. JGP, a great year for him. Yeah. He's been awesome. And uh, how about to Chuck and Shabbat? Those yeah. are two great young forwards. Well, that's the you know, future of forward, the franchise right there. Yeah, that, I mean, that's if you're an Ottawa Senators fan, there are some reasons to be optimistic, for sure, which is great. I mean, it's great looking forward. And they're still going to get a nice pick, I would imagine. Um, but it's nice to just have, you know, that light at the end of the tunnel where Kachuk is really good, JGP's really come into his own, Declares, like you said, found a place where he can play good hockey. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a good story. If they could only get a new owner. Yes. Are there any other teams that you could see maybe slipping down? I think the Kings are going to slip down. It's a, you know, a really old core that has really no young talent to, to prop it up. So I think, you know, Quick, Kopitar, Doughty, great players. Great players. But their time has already passed them by. Um, not to say that, I mean, Kopitar's still a, a very good player. But Absolutely. they just don't have the depth around him. And it did not work out with their signing of uh, Ilya Kovalchuk, no. who's now gone. No surprise there, though. I mean, he was slow. He was slow. But it's, I mean, it's surprising because the Kings are not known for their speed. And he couldn't even cut it there, so... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. How about the Buffalo Sabres? I'm not sure if they'll sink that low, but I am surprised. It is surprising. Well, two years in a row, right? Fast out of the gates, and then they just crumble after the first month of the season. And I, if you're a Buffalo fan, you've got to be fed up with this song yeah, and dance. Yeah, pretty frustrating. Pretty frustrating. I mean, you know, they've had some defensive lapses, and I guess the goaltending has been a pretty significant problem for them. Yeah, Carter Hutton is not a starting NHL goaltender. Yeah. Uh, how about Dalene? He's been great on the blue line. I no, know. he's going to be. Uh, yeah, he's a generational defenseman. Yeah. He's going to be wonderful, but he's still young. I mean, you and, can't expect him to lead that decor. And Eichel. 
Yeah. He's finally reached his potential. He's, you know, he's in Art Ross contention at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, low fives to those teams that are on the bottom. Hopefully brighter days are ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know... You can't, you can't get any worse. So Fans of those teams, you can start playing around with those lottery simulators and start thinking about draft day. Yeah. That's right. Well, awesome, guys. John, do you want to kick a song here? Let's do it. And that was Dave Brubeck with his 1959 classic, Take Five. Next up, it's become an annual tradition for the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast to present its mid-season awards. You know, whenever I think of excellence, I think of Rod Langway. And when I think of Rod Langway, I think of that legendary cookie duster. Yeah, so in honor of some of the best performances and a couple uh, slightly special performances, we're going to hand out some mid-season mustaches. I was referring to the mustache, the old soup strainer. An awfully big mustache. How much has that hair seen in the months that it's been on my face? A mustache, a mustache. Now we both have said mustache, a mustache, a mustache. If you've only got a mustache. This is what a real mustache looks like. Great little uh, intro there, John. Thanks. So we've got to start off with uh, the namesake himself, the Rod Langway Award. This goes to the best defensive defenseman at the midseason point. What do you guys think? There's lots of candidates. There are a lot of candidates. Um, you know, one guy I still think about, and I know he's been in the league forever, but uh, Zdeno Chara is still a rock back there. He's averaging over 20 minutes per game on one of the best teams in the league, and they've had injuries to Krug and McAvoy, and he's been that steadying presence back there. Yeah, Chara's been great. Uh, I'd mention uh, Alex Petrangelo. He's been a, a, a rock back there for St. Louis, as he's been for many years. And uh, he's, he's played very well, as we mentioned in the previous segment. How about Jacob Slavin for the Carolina Hurricanes? This is a guy who probably does not get enough credit because he plays in Carolina, but he's a great shutdown D-man. Absolutely. So? Well, boy, this is, I feel like I'm under a lot of pressure here because it is the Rod Langley Award for the best stash for defenseman. I'm going to say Slavin. He's the best defensive defenseman. Yeah. Enjoy the stash, Jacob. Yeah, I mean, I, I, hard to argue against that, I think. Yeah. So what's up next then? We've got the Handlebar Stash Award. And this one, uh, imagine you're riding your bicycle and you've got a couple of your friends sitting on the handlebars, not really doing a lot, just enjoying the ride, enjoying the labor that you have put in to make it enjoyable for everyone. And I think of, you know, the first guy that pops into my mind is Evgeny Malkin. Crosby went down, and he stepped right up, and he's carried this team to heights that I don't think anyone thought they could reach. He's been incredible so far this season. Yeah, he sure has. Um, but, you know, he does have Jake Getzel there. Um, another guy. Uh, he had. He had, had Jake yeah, Getzel. That's yeah. an unfortunate yes, injury. Yeah. That, is, that is a shame. Um, how about Artemi Panarin? For the New York Rangers, uh, not not a great team, but he has been outstanding. I mean, Mika Zibanejad went down, and he just continued to produce. Um, and he's also been stepping up defensively more so than we've seen in his career. So he's had a great start to the year and really been carrying that line. That's right. The Rangers signed him to a big offseason deal, and he's been as advertised. Mm -hmm. And who we got? 
Well, we still have to talk about Jack Eichel. What a great first half he's had. Yeah, and he's carrying a rookie in Olofsson, and he's had Reinhardt, who's a good player, but not an all-star. Yeah, Eichel has been unbelievable. So, who does the handlebar mustache go to? I think it's got to be Jack Eichel. I mean, the guy's top five in NHL scoring, and without him, that team just falls apart. There was a game earlier this year he missed with the flu, and the team just completely fell apart and got blown out. They really need him. Yes, yeah. Jack Eichel, enjoy. He probably needs a good stash. And next up, we have the Elliot Friedman Award. Yeah, so, so Elliot Friedman, you know, the, the pundit for uh, CBC's uh, Hockey Night in Canada, Sports Poor Night, whatever Bob it is. Bob McKenzie. That's right. Um, he grew a bit of a stash for uh, Movember. Oh, that's right. And, and they shaved it on, on air. air. Yes, so this is, this is not the, the stash itself. This is just the clippings. Of Ooh. the mustache, yeah. So no, is that right. a good disappointment? It's a disappointment, yes. Okay. And, and it goes to the most disappointing player so far of the season. Wow. As far as disappointments, how about Phil Kessel in Arizona? He has not lived up to expectations so far. Not at all, no. Yeah. Uh, how about P.K. Subban, who's really struggled? The Devils have been awful, and they expected a lot more from him. Yeah, um, definitely they have. Um, Joe Pavelski, you know, traded... To Dallas from San Jose, um, he was great last year and really hasn't panned out. Yeah, Dallas, take your pick there. Jamie Benn has also struggled throughout the first uh, part of the season. For sure. But in the end, uh, who wins the, the mustache here? I think we all know P.K. Subban. What an epic disappointment it's been. Mm. So enjoy your envelope. You can turn it around, P.K. Brisbane. I still believe in you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> enjoy it. What's up next? Next up, well, let's get to more of a traditional award with the uh, the Coach of the Year Award. Now, we're calling this the Paul McLean mustache. Oh, sure the walrus. What a beautiful, beautiful mustache that was. Yes. So who are the candidates here? Well, where do you begin? I mean, Rick, Talk- Rick Tockett has done a great job in Arizona. I don't know. I think about the gangster of love, the man they call Maurice. What a coaching job he's done with the depleted decor. Yeah, Winnipeg Jets, they're, they're doing much better for him. Yeah, props to Paul Maurice. He's done a great job in Winnipeg. Yeah, I think we've got to mention Barry Trotz. Again, we mentioned them, the Islanders, and, uh, you know, he's got them playing great hockey again. Great team defense. Yeah. Can't argue with that. How about Stanley Cup coach Craig Berube? No Stanley Cup hangover there. They've been excellent out of the gates. Yeah. Um, I think we got to mention uh, Mike Sullivan for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yes. He's really got those guys playing. Talk about depletion. In they spite have, of all of yeah. those injuries, the Penguins have kept on chugging along. Absolutely. I think that was a bit of a spoiler, Jeff. You got pretty excited there. Uh, I think we have to all agree that it is indeed Mike Sullivan who wins this award. Agreed. Degree of difficulty alone. Yeah, wear that McLean stash with pride, sir. And next up, we have, you know, the Rookie of the Year Award, which we've named the Peach Fuzz Mustache. You're looking at me, Jeff, because, well, really, that's all I can do is get a little Peach Fuzz going. I cannot grow a mustache, so I... I feel like a rookie every day of life because of this. And uh, the first name I want to throw out there is Quinn Hughes. Everyone thought it would be the other Hughes brother who would be dominant as a rookie, but Quinn has been absolutely outstanding on a revamped Vancouver uh, roster this year. He's been excellent in the, the power play there, but how about uh, Makar? Dude, where's Makar in yeah. Colorado? He's been outstanding. Yes, outstanding. Wow, yeah. After bursting onto the scene in last year's playoffs, he's picked up right where he left off this season. Yep. Um, we also mentioned Victor Olofsson when we talked about Jack Eichel there. Uh, he's been great as a rookie playing on the wing there. Um, yeah. Elite level sniper who might be that line mate that Eichel has for years. Yeah, to come. he's had a great first half. Yeah. 
But in the end, we I think we have to go with uh, Kale McCarr. Yes, no question there. No question. He's doing historic things this year. Impressive to see two rookie D-men playing as well as they have. Another scary player to add to that really, really scary young team in Colorado. Yeah, no doubt. Now, next up, we've got the goalie um, mustache. And I don't know. I, I was thinking maybe we could call it the Glenn Chico Resch Award. Yeah. Do you guys remember him? I mean, goalies Islanders. usually have masks on, so I don't really think about mustaches when I think about goalies. Well, there's been lots of worthy nominees. Absolutely. Uh, Winnipeg Jets. Connor Hellebuck has held down the fort really well in front of a very patchy decor. Mm. How about uh, Jordan Bennington picking up right where he left off? Uh, people thought he might have been a flash in the pan. We've seen this before with goalies, but he's looking great again this year. Yeah. You can't forget about Tuka Rask with the Boston Bruins. He's been lights out this season. Yeah, once again, once again. Um, ben Bishop for the Dallas Stars has been rock solid back there too. Yeah, you got to love alliteration. Big Ben Bishop. Yeah. Great player. So, who does it go to? You know what? Like I said, goalies, mustaches... I don't think we should give one out to goalies. Yeah. It's kind of tough, right? I mean, all of those candidates are so good. Could they, could I can't they, choose one either. Could they share a stash or something? Or? Well, that's true. With the mask, you can't even you see can't it. can't even see it. doesn't matter. So, so just, just call, a it a, call it a wash? Yeah. Yeah. All, all those guys are All worthy. those guys are great. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit it at the end of the season. Okay. Next up, we've got the Larry Robinson mustache for the best defenseman at the midseason point. He had a great stash. Mm, yeah. Great player. So this is best offensive defenseman or all-around defenseman. Just all-around. Yeah, all-around. So who are the candidates here? Uh, well, we got uh, Victor Hedman. He's been playing on, on a team that hasn't been playing up to the potential, but uh, certainly not because of him. He's been doing just great. Speaking of H defensemen, how about Dougie Hamilton? What a breakout season for him so far. Incredible. Yeah, he's been awesome. I mean, how about, you know, guys like Shea Weber? He's been pretty solid. And so is Roman Yossi, but let's not kid ourselves. There's one defenseman yeah. who stands out in the midseason. Well, point. sure. I mean, the guy's on pace for almost 100 points at this point in the season. John Carlson. Holy moly, what a season. Yes, I think uh, I think Larry Robinson's stash will look great on John Carlson's lovely mug. And next up, we have the stash of all stashes. Oh, one of my earliest hockey memories in the 1989 Stanley Cup Final. Lanny McDonald's bright red mustache terrorizing my Montreal Canadiens. What a thing of beauty. It was. It, it was a great stash. It really was, yes. Absolutely So this wonderful. is to the MVP of the half season so far. I know, John, you actually wanted to put John Carlson in this conversation. Well, why not? I mean, he is doing unbelievable things. Um, he certainly belongs in that conversation. But who else we got? Well, I mean, there's David Pasternak from the Boston Bruins. On He's had a great man. first On half. pace for 60 goals. Now we're said. talking McDonald. How about Mac David leading the league in scoring? He's been outstanding as always. Yeah, where would the Oilers be without him? And another Mac, uh, Mr. McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon, he's also been outstanding electrifying out there. The other guy from Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia. That's right, that's right. Yeah. Sure. In the end, maybe we should do a drum roll for this one. Sure, and the winner is... Connor McDavid. Yeah, he has been lights out. Enjoy your stash, Connor. That's right. If the Oilers have any chance to the playoffs this season, it'll all live and die through Connor McDavid. Yeah, maybe it'll be a lucky stash. And I think we're out of stashes. And now, a word from our sponsor. Guys like us don't always have mustaches. But when that moment calls, men of distinction always know where to turn. 
Plowman's Choice. Extra firm, all natural mustache wax. Your shape, your way, your choice. And thank you to Plowman's Choice. And thank you to Jeff for uh, carrying that heavy bag of letters there for us. Sorry, sorry, what was the question? I would totally veto that. What kind of league are we running here anyways? I'll have to consult the rule book on that one. Remember the trade guidelines. Can we get some friendly questions here? You guys have got to dress your players. Got to dress your players. Dress your players. Dress your players. Yes, this is everybody's favorite segment. This is Ask the Commission. If you'd like to get something in last minute, you can send us an email at rodlangwayfanclub at gmail.com or tweet us at rodlangwayfanclub. What's up here, boys? What's up? Well, I, I love this handle. We're starting with this guy just based on his name. This is from Rowdy Roddy Skyper. Nice. Heard on my rod at the quarter mark. Amazing that both guys repeated those lacrosse goals. Is that an oh my double rod? Right. So he's referring to our, our previous segment where we commented on uh, Andrei Svechnikov's amazing lacrosse goal and... Nils Hollander. Hoglander. Hoglander. That's yes. right. Uh, big gonads, these guys. No question. I mean, both of them have repeated it since the previous podcast. Yeah, you know, it's a new decade now. We're in the 20s. I think this is going to become more of a regular thing. And by the end of the decade, it'll just be another way to score a goal in the NHL, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the, the fluidity with which Sveshnikov did the last one made me think that he practices it all the time. We've got a generation of kids now seeing this happen or going to be practicing it in their driveways and outdoor rinks everywhere, right? Can't wait to see what they'll do next. What's up next? Well, we got uh, uh, an email here from Iron Mike. Mm. And he says, uh, Dear Rod Langway Fan Club Podcast, there have been five coach firings so far this season. Are there any coaches who might be on the hot seat? What do we think here? I don't know. I feel like most of the hottest seats have already been uh, doused in the flames of firings. But uh... Yeah, there's been a lot of coaches that have let, been let go, some due to performance and some due to misconduct. Yeah, well, that's the thing now. You can be fired for losing. You can also be fired for being a terrible person, as we saw in Calgary, and also some mysterious firing in Dallas. We still don't know what the heck Montgomery yeah, did. Yeah, that was such a strange one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the Devils and the San Jose Sharks, it made a lot of sense. And the Maple Leafs, I mean, let's face it, ever since they've been fired Bab Babcock, they've been cooking. Um, but the, the, the Dallas one was really strange. Yeah, and also Mark Crawford was suspended, um, also for some kind of misconduct. Hmm. So we may see more of this in the future. In terms of hot seat, um, I don't know, John Cooper? A lot yes. of high expectations in T-Bay, and they have not performed up to them. Yeah, I'm amazed that they're still not in the top three in their division. I mean, they've been hovering around the third spot, but uh, they should be better off than where they are. They do have some games in hand, though, so I think that might buy John some time. Yeah, anybody else? Maybe Peter Laviolette in Nashville? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lavia, let me finish the season, please. I think we can win a cup, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know if that team is a contender this season. Well, no, but they made that move from Matt Duchesne. has not really given them that offensive punch that they've needed. Yes, and it is quite amazing that the NHL has now come out with a new code of conduct for coaches. Sure. Well, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's a new, you know, a new age for coaching. Uh, we should all be held to a higher standard. Yes, yeah. we all should, Mark. <laughs> well, what does that imply, uh, Jeff? I'm okay. nothing what's, but a perfect gentleman. What's our next one? Uh, we got a tweet from Cactus Jack. He just writes, uh, thoughts on the Taylor Hall trade? Yeah, good on Arizona. I can't remember the last time they made such a big splash. 
with a trade, right? Yeah, a splash in the desert is always needed, I suppose. Uh, I think between that and, you know, the off-season acquisition of Phil Kessel was a big move. It hasn't really panned out yet, but it's nice to see Arizona moving and shaking and trying to get in there with the contenders. And it will be interesting to see if they can re-sign him in the off-season. Yeah, I'm just interested interested to see what he can actually do in Arizona. Like, is are we going to see that Taylor Hall that we saw two years ago in, in Jersey? Because if they can get that Taylor Hall, watch out. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm really interested to see. I think it's a pretty solid team. They've got some, you know, they've got guys like Clayton Keller, Derek Stepan, uh, you know, some guys. Yeah, and it's a shame that uh, Darcy Camper went down because he was having an excellent yes, season. Yes, he was, yeah, no, top of the league. Well, he'll be back, though, and uh, Antti Rant is a nice replacement until he's back. So Yeah, I'm just not, I'm not sure if Arizona's for real. We will find out, and adding Taylor Hall certainly makes it more likely that they are. Uh, we'll see. Okay, and then what do we have last here? Um, okay, we have, this one's actually not even titled. Um, well, look, it just says, and I, I chose this one because of the letterhead. It was in cutout letters, and it was really colorful, and I it opened it cool, up. Yeah, yeah and it, it says... Do you guys know what swatting is? <laughs> Do we know what swatting? Swatting. Like, like well, Be we live in Taiwan. Swatting. You know, you have those electric rackets. Maybe middle of the night, mosquitoes buzzing by your head. Swatting. I don't. I don't know. Hold on. Let me Wait. Google this. Let Just me Google this. Google swatting. Okay, swatting no, is a criminal harassment tactic of deceiving an emergency service. Uh-oh. Oh, I don't know. I think this reeks of the Brad Park Appreciation Society. Oh, those guys, those guys. I hate those guys. They're the worst. What's that sound? What? Is that, that's not coming from... Oh, oh boy. That's oh. the police, guys. Yeah. Oh. 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 oh, no. Close the window. Close, Close the window. window. Oh. Get down to the ground. Oh, guys, come on. Get your hands Ow. off me. Hey. What's going on? Ow. Oh, oh, God. Thanks, everybody. I hope you had yourselves a time.